It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast, your one-stop shop to dominate fantasy baseball and football. Come get some. Yo, baby, yo, here we go. Let's start the show. It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Trella. With me, as always, my brother from another mother, it's Trader Andy, ladies and gentlemen. How we doing today, my dude? What's up, my man? How we doing? Jeff Trella, with me, as always, my brother from another mother. On the clock, as always, man. I don't know who. <laughs> that was our YouTube page. I, 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 I don't know, man. Like, like, isn't this WFAN 101? Turn your radio off in the background. <laughs> who did that, Nick? That was me. That was me. Nick shows up five seconds before we start. I don't know, man. Whatever. This guy's busy. He's, he, he's freaking uh, Al from White Plains or some crap over here calling in with the radio in the background. How you doing, buddy? You all right? Yeah, busy. Busy. All right. All right. Heard. Heard. Let's get right into it, man. Take that victory lap, man. Let's start this show off. That would be you, Nick. That's me. Yeah. yeah yep, nothing. Yep. Nothing. Yeah, you're, you're the lead off. You, you, you have no lead off. Lap? You no. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing too crazy this week. Um, I'm heading, I'm going to Florida tomorrow for work, so that's my victory lap, I guess. So I'll be out of here. Unprepared, Andy. What do you got, <laughs> man? All right. Well, I had someone I was going to talk about, but I decided to go a different route. Uh, obviously, Jeff knows. From back in the day, you know, post uh, cycle use and everything, I had like serious rage issues. And uh, <laughs> yesterday at work, I, I just lost it. I snapped the phone in half and I took it out of the wall and I threw it against the wall and I went fucking, oh, excuse my leg. I went nuts. That's so, all right, man. So, That's yeah, right. no, I know it's all right. So, anyway, I, I went nuts and I went upstairs. I punched the wall. I did a couple sets of curls because we have a little gym at work. And I came down. I was so aggravated the whole day, aggravated. So I came home, had a little vodka, thought that would help. Didn't help. So I'm like, it's like 9 o'clock, 9.30 at night. And I was like, I'm still mad. And then all of a sudden, I hear my son in the background telling, I want my daddy to put him to bed. He never wants me. He always wants his mom. So I was like, I went inside. And I was like, he needs me. And tonight was the night I really needed him. And I woke up this morning in the, the best mood ever. I didn't hurt anything i didn't break anything i i like i behaved so yes didn't even um, have to use your ak huh yeah <laughs> it was a good day yes good stuff good stuff good stuff all right i i can't be that sentimental but near <laughs> near and dear to my heart the philadelphia phillies are one eight in a row they they dropped the ball yesterday to the dodgers they got another chance today uh with uh our guy undefeated gibson Versus David Price, you gotta want to be the best. You gotta beat the best. Let's see what we got with them. Um, I don't know, man. I, I I think the way that Kyle Gibson's pitching, you could stack this rotation with Wheeler, Nola, and Price up against any other rotation out there. The bullpen is a steaming hot mess, but let's go, man. I'm ready to I go. Like, We're game like above it. Atlanta, two against the Bra uh, against the Mets. Let's see what it brings. And you like avoid the, the uh, and you avoid the Padres Dodgers uh, wild card matchup. Yes, exactly, exactly. All right, uh, Nick, what do you got, man? You crashing on your face? Nothing crash, nothing crash. Oh, get week. out of here! Come on, man! Andy, come on, give no, me a crash and burn. Nothing's on. crashed on me this week, surprisingly. All right, uh, no, so no crazy injuries. Nothing, nothing crazy. I haven't lost anybody. Knock on wood yet. Nice, Andy. I'm what do you got? It's his show. It's unprepared. I mean, he's the football guy. Um, Terrible. My crash and burn will be one of my uh, victory laps from back in the day. And uh, this is the one that 
uh, I ruined Jeff's face that he was wrong. And uh, once again, at the end, he's right. Ian Happ is the worst hitter in baseball. I hate him. I'll never own him again. He's on that list. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that again. (laughs) That's it. I'm done with him. Ian Happ sucks. I've been telling you this for ages. Thank you. All right, I got a crash and burn, and it's a bad one. Nick, you need my you need to help me out with this one if you're prepared for this. Zero running back theory. Crash and burn. And we're talking Terrible. running backs today. But mm-hmm. I signed up. I'm in Polly's playoff. It's a great cause for, for Alzheimer's. Uh, and, and I came in with the 11 spot. It's a super flex. Of course, as always, I take Travis Kelsey off the bat. Always take Travis Kelsey when he's there after, after pick four in any format for me. Um, comes back around and I'm like, I'm going to take the discount on Saquon. He went at, at 201, so I didn't get him. 202, I'm like, all right, it's a super flex. I'm going to go with my man, Russ. Took Russ Wilson, so I'm coming out of the second round. No running backs, right? I'm like, all right, I guess this is the time I'm going to try this and, and see what, what happens. Comes around to me, 16 running backs come off the board in the next two rounds, so I'm square out, Right. David Montgomery is the best running back on the board, and I'm going to talk about him later on, and you're not going to want to talk about him ever again after I talk about him today. Um, so I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to embrace this and just, you know, sometimes you got to swerve right into the wall and, and crash and see what happens. Well, I ended up going zero RB, and I, I took Ridley and I took J. Jeff right there, and it looks sexy. Kelsey, uh, Ridley, Jefferson, and Russ Wilson. I'm like, I'm feeling good. Then it comes back to me on the five, six turn and everybody that I wanted is gone. Uh, so I ended up basically with Mike Davis, who I love as my RB one and miles Gaskin as my RB two. Cause I chickened out. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. RB <laughs> zero RB theory. Get out of here. You're canceled. No, not for me. All right. While I'm yeah, fired up, I'm well, going to go on uh, a little bit of a rant for you. What do you got? I was going to say, it's a different scoring format, too. It's not your standard PPR league. It's uh, completely off the wall, like a like tiered scoring system. It's weird. So you yep. got to play to that. Yep. Well, I'll tell you, zero RB theory is weird. It's not good. It's and, not good. And don't do it. Don't do yeah. it. Don't do it. Friends I don't mean, let friends do that. There, there's, there's a theory out there called hero RB where you take one in the first round and then you punt it, fill your roster out, and then go back and take the zero RB guys later. That might work. There's a way around into that and make that happen, but we'll talk about that later on, I'm sure. All right, so I want to go on a little bit of a rant here, and it's been a while since I got fired up, okay? (laughs) But you guys know I'm getting ready to open a new restaurant in New York City, and they just mandated that there's a requirement for a vaccine in New York City to step foot into a restaurant with with dining, okay? And I'm not one that usually likes to go on political rants. And there's only a little bit of politics in here because it's got a football spin to it, believe me. So I had a guy come up to me. I, I, I Let me take a step back. I hired 17 people, 17 people in the first week that I was hiring for this new restaurant. And then they came with this mandate and I lost 16 of them. So I went down to one employee, oh right? God. Every kind of excuse in the world. Staten Island is very red, and and that's what it comes down to. So I build back up, build back up, build back up, okay? So I hired this one guy, and he said to me, I'm not interested in getting a vaccine. I offered him the job. 
I said, I'll pay you $17 an hour to start. It's not, it's $15 an hour minimum wage in New York, which is insane. $17 an hour to start. Okay. And I say, dude, you got to get a vaccine. If you want the job, he goes, boss, I didn't want to do it, but I want to be part of this team. I want the job. I'm going to go right now. I'm getting the shot. Okay. And he did. He went and got the shot, but Lamar Jackson won't do it. Lamar Jackson <laughs> won't do it. Josh Allen just signed a six-year, $260 million contract, and Lamar Jackson would rather miss games, miss games on his rookie contract than get a vaccine because he says he needs more information. Well, guess what? Get more information about how to get an NFL contract and make enough money to take care of your family for the rest of your life instead of missing freaking games. Not to mention, you're an idiot. I'm done. All right. <laughs> I'm done. That's all I got uh, for it, man. I don't oh, want to go out crazy about getting a vaccine. Go out. If you're watching this right now and you're not vaccinated, go get the damn vaccine. Take care of me. I was on a damn oxygen tank for months. Go do it. Lamar Jackson. Ah! That's all I got. I got it. I'm done. Okay. Uh, I, love when he, I love when he turns red. <laughs> <laughs> He's red. He's beat red. Uh, all right. So let's talk about uh, some running backs. Okay. Nick, anything theoretically you would like to speak about running backs before we get started? Stack them. Stack them. Stack them. Attack them early. Stack them early. Stack them often. Bring it back. What do you think about zero RB theory? Never. Don't do it. Friends don't let friends do that. Yep. What do you think it's, about hero RB? So I tried when uh, I went Josh Allen, Russ Wilson from the four hole and um, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire and uh, who did I take Travis Etienne. Those are my RB one and two right now. So it's not as nice as I wanted it to be, but. Sounds like, sounds like you and zero RB. Yeah, it's weird. I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. All right. Had to try all it. Right. Don't like it. L listen, all, all I'm saying is the running back position gets the most injuries. And some people use that as an excuse not to draft them. But I'm going to tell you that with a 17-game schedule, there's more reason to draft as many running backs as you can on your roster mm -hmm. because they're going to get hurt and you need the depth. You need to handcuff. You need to have premium handcuffs. And you need to go deep, deep, deep. And that's what we're going to do for you today. All right? Gentlemen, let's go, uh, let's go in ADP order, I guess. And let's start off by talking about CMC. I, obviously, he's the 101. Anybody not have him at 101? He's 101. Right. He has no quarterback, so he's yes. He's yeah, there's no quarterback, so it's, it's quarterback. all him. Right. It, it is a concern because uh, Sam Darnold only checked down as a jet 4% of his pass attempts. Is that a concern with CMC, or no. is that a product of the Jets' offense and the Jets' personnel? Yeah, it was a product of the Jets personnel. You have to realize that they really have much out of the backfield. Their check down guy was Jameson Crowder, which he threw to all the time. So <laughs> I, I feel that, and that's my guy. I feel that CMC is going to take that role. He'll be fine. But it, I don't have no no interest in Darnold throwing a pass. Right. Nick, do you think the offensive line is going to be better? In Carolina? Yeah. I think it's going to be atrocious. Yeah. Things be atrocious. I think Donald's gonna be running for his life left and right, and checking Seen. potentially even checking down to CMC. Seen. I don't know that line. That line's terrible. Right. Right. I'm kind of glad I don't have the one on one in any league, but he is the one on one. Really. I wouldn't really? take anybody else. So if you're if you had the one on one in an in a, in a 
format that you're able to trade the pick, you would probably trade down. Not probably. Yeah. Give me like yep. two, two, two to five, not two to four, really. All right. Well, I mean, the, the guy is the last three years, he has the most PPR points per game out of the position. So there there's consistency there. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Chubba Habard, we feel pretty confident with him as, as a handcuff, right? Yeah. He's like what Mike Davis said. He was the RB one basically in a waiver wire when CMC went down. So it's the same, oh, similar system. Right. So should be fine. Do, do you think Habard has a, a role on his own? No. No. So he's non-existent without, without he's CMC just going straight, down. He's just a straight handcuff. Right. They okay. might they might throw, mix him in here and there, but I don't think he's going to have any standalone value. Right. Okay. All right. Maybe early, but I, I don't see it long-term if, if he's healthy. Okay. All right. Uh, at two in the, in the ADP is a guy that I haven't gotten a share of yet because of my rankings is Dalvin Cook. What do you guys think about him? If you feel confident he- with that? If he stays healthy, he's great. Uh, the injury is always a concern, and then there's no true handcuff there because it was what, Alexander Madison, and he's he did nothing. Um, he, he destroyed me last he year. He destroyed a handcuff. Yeah, Madison. I think, but I think if Dalvin Cook is playing 17 games, he's top two, three RB, easy. He he's never played 16 games. That's the issue. He's going to miss years. a couple. He's going to so, miss a couple. Right, he's missed two to four games every single year that, that he's he's been out there. So. It, it, it's kind of you have to take that theory of, all right, is my my point total for the year, is it compromised because he's gonna miss two to four games, or is it okay? I get to substitute somebody else in on those weeks, but I mean, if it happens early in the year and you add in the bye week, you're looking at out of thirteen weeks, you're looking at five missed. That's a problem. Four missed. It's a little concerning. That's painful, man. I don't know. The target share is is through the roof. The, the the carry share is through the roof. They did draft Christian Darisau this year, so he he's an elite run blocker. So it might get a little bit better for him overall. Maybe that keeps him protected. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm feeling a little bit safer with Derrick Henry as my number two running back than I am with Cook. Mm-hmm. I know that's kind of uh, not exactly a popular take. What do you guys think about that? I think it's a, think it's a better – if it's a full-point PPR, I think it's a little off. If it's a half-point, I think you can make the you know the, make the argument. Okay, but Mr. Henry had 2,000 yards last year with, what, 17 touchdowns? He's a monster. What's to say that's not going to happen again? It could very right? well happen. It, it probably will happen. One of, the, one of the top three offenses in the league um, at running the ball, not, not just in, in – the efficiency, but overall touches. I think it was forty-eight percent of the time they handed the ball off to him. Like that's that's an immense, immense amount of carries. Mm-hmm. He le- led the, led the uh, NFL in carries two years in a row. Um, it, I obviously the concern is that he led the ca- NFL in carries two years in a row. So is he durable? He's a smaller back than 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 you really like for that workload. Um, I don't care. I'm still buying it. I, I, I feel good about it. I feel good about the touches. I feel good about the touchdown equity. I feel like Darrington Evans is one of those that is going to have a small role, but it'll be like yeah. a three to four touch a game, you mm-hmm. know, get one series to, to, to give my man a break. And he, he's just going to be a beast, man. Like it, it, that, that's the thing is no matter what we talk about today, when we're talking about running backs, it's always 
will he be healthy? Will he be healthy? Will he be healthy? Isn't that implied about everybody? Like, Pretty are much. you really, a Andy? I, I, like, like, tell me if I'm wrong. Are you really drafting, worried about somebody getting hurt, other than people that are like fragile? Yeah, I mean, like Barkley screwed me the past two years, and obviously, if you go that hero route and you you choose the wrong guy, you're screwed. Yeah, uh, that's, I, that's and, true. Uh, and that that hurts. And you know, grabbing that one top running back, he could go down very easier, much easier than a wide receiver. So. Uh, obviously, you have to get very, very lucky and get someone who won't get hurt and isn't as fragile. Okay. All right. All right, Nick. Uh, actually, Alvin Kamara has moved above Derrick Henry in the last uh, week yeah. or so in ADP. He's moved yeah. up to 3-7. Three, Derrick Henry's 4-2, so I'm a little out of order on my notes. Why do you think uh, Kamara has moved up? Well, the Michael, with the Michael Thomas injury, they literally just have Traquan Smith and um, uh, Zach Troutman. Yep. That's literally all they have. Um, I mean, if it's Taysom Hill, though, that severely, severely worries me because he's just going to steal all the carries. Jameis, I mean, I would have to look back at his Tampa days and see what, how he was with his running backs. But, I mean, it's a little bit of an improvement. I mean, he's more of a natural quarterback versus Taysom, who's more of the uh, you don't know what you're going to get with him. But I don't know. I mean, there's no other targets to go. Who else is going to catch the ball in uh, New Orleans? Right. That's, probably, the, that's the only reason he's getting up there. He's the best player on the field. He's going to get the touches. I don't care who's quarterbacking. The coach is going to get him the ball. And that's why I was taking him in the second round and doing a little dance in the t end zone because it was a win. Right. Yeah. I, I, I can't and argue the, with that. And the, the dance is better than Jeff's. But go ahead. All right. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Andy. Sean Payton is a genius. And – he knows what he's got, and he realizes Michael Thomas is out for God knows how long. Probably permanent. Yeah, he doesn't have. He doesn't <laughs> permanent. <laughs> Cross him off then. So he doesn't have Drew Brees anymore. Like Sean Payton is going to uh, just totally build this offseason around Kamara and probably give him a huge role. But honestly, given the role. I still prefer Derrick Henry over that. If you're going to give me a workhorse, Derrick Henry, I want over Kamara every day. Uh, obviously, Kamara is gets a gets a boost because of the um, the receptions. But like Nick said, Taysom Hill likes the ball at the goal line and he likes to run with it. So yeah. that's definitely something that you have to be concerned with. Okay, uh, his handcuff is Latavius Murray. I don't know. There's something to like there. I think he'll, take, he'll get some points. He'll get some value. That, that's a that's a very good zero RB guy uh, because he scores touchdowns. Um, he actually had 23 catches last year, which is pretty impressive. I I like that. Um, I do have breaking news real quick. As uh, our listener said, Joe Miller, I was just about to announce the Mets actually came back and won a game today. Oh. So go figure. Um, oh. <laughs> they're not they're not 500 see, yet. See, the baseball guy can make a, a baseball connection in the middle of a football show. Not not you talking about DJ Lemayu, Nick. But go on, go on. There you go. There you go. Let's go Mets. All right. Well, how about them Cowboys then? So <laughs> let's talk, let, let's talk about Zeke, man. What do you guys what do you guys think about Zeke? He's uh he's being drafted uh about seventh overall, six seven, uh, basically the the fifth or sixth running back overall. Um that middle that middle, that middle tier worries me. It's it's a lot of questions. If I mean Zeke's playing full season is a stud, but are they gonna really let him play. They want to rest him for the playoffs. Apparently, I heard. 
Uh, Tony Pollard's going to come in there and take some carries here and there. Uh, maybe he not, might not be the full workload. He could be also. It's just it's a big question mark. Dude, he had the worst season of his career last year. He averaged 65 rushing yards a game, which is horrible, and he and still ended up the number nine PPR back in in fantasy football. So what is there to be scared about? Like no quarterback, no offensive line, no defense, and they're all back. Team playing from behind the entire second half of the year, and he would, still comes in at RB nine. Like if you're drafting him as RB six, and we made this point last last week about Derrick Henry, is if you're drafting somebody as your as RB six overall, and they end up RB nine, you didn't lose. You got what you drafted. Yeah. If he finishes as RB eighteen, you lost. Yeah. Right. But you still win the pick if he finishes as RB nine. So if you're drafting Zeke sixth or seventh overall. And he finishes as RB nine with only sixty five rushing yards. You still won. You still hit the pick. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, backup plan: Tony Pollard. Uh, he, he's hard to he's hard to handcuff because people are taking him as a zero RB guy. Yeah, he's going high. Um, basically, as an RB three. So you got to use an, a, like a ninth round pick to get them, which is is slimming your roster down. So it hurts. So Nick, where are you at with Tony Pollard? Any any shares of him, or we just kind of ADP is too high. Unless yeah. if I have Zeke, I'll go. I'll maybe reach, but I'm not. I'm not taking him solo. He he he's in the uh, Kareem Hunt area now, where it's just it's just too pricey to get that guy. Right. Yep. Right. He but but he does have standalone value. I mean. He's got low end flex value. The, the the last two years, sixty targets and nine hundred rushing yards in, in his first two years in the league. That's pretty good, man. These Memphis backs just seem to have it. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know where it comes from, but I, I think your comparison to Kareem Hunt is pretty accurate. You know, the price is a little bit different, but it's really hard to put these two guys together. He's more of an RB three uh, flex option independently for a team that that didn't invest early in running backs um all right i'm i'm gonna shut up for a little bit let's talk about austin eckler who's going off as the seventh running back overall i believe yeah all right, nick uh, adp of eight what my, do you only, my only concern with eckler is he's not gonna be the goal line back he's not gonna get the touchdowns that's gonna be justin jackson larry roundtree but um eckler is a ppr machine he's gonna get you a ton of ton of catches I mean, Herbert's going to take a huge leap this year. It's Herbert, Keenan Allen, uh, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. I mean, Jared Cook's out there, but Austin Eckler's going to be the guy getting a lot of touches. If he's fully healthy, he's going to be a top five running back. He's called himself the Alvin Kamara of the of the team. Well, he's got um, Joe yeah. Lombardi, who was the yeah. Saints, you know, offensive coach yeah. last year. So he's coming from that system where Alvin Kamara thrived, and Eckler keeps telling people, "Draft me, draft me." He's confident. <laughs> Right. In, in seven games last year, when he was on the field with uh, Herbert, he only had one game that he wasn't an RB1. Yeah, he's so, a stud. He's a stud. Do, do with that with what you want. Well, that, that's an R, RB1 in a 16 team league. I'm sorry yeah. about that. So, yeah, yeah he's not, a a, not exactly in a 12 teamer, but in a 16 team league, he's been I a would, top, si top 16 every single uh, time except one. Yeah, I would. I would draft him at like mid to late first. I mean, over Zeke and over Zeke, over Zeke maybe. I'm. I would question it. It would be a really hard decision. I can't do it. 
I don't know if I can do that. I can't do it. I'm, I think st- I'm, still, I'm still high around Zeke. Yeah. Well, there's right. another guy coming up that I'm very torn about between the two who are like better, but we'll get there. All right. So tell me, tell me, tell me your two and debate them. Oh, I was gonna say Jonathan Taylor with the news yeah, today of Quentin Nelson and uh, Carson Wentz possibly being back week one. Now <laughs> we don't have to worry about eight man fronts and uh, Taylor getting stuffed. Well, see, that's the thing is that that was the initial um, prognosis was for the two of them five to twelve weeks. I don't know who the hell. The team doctor is in Indianapolis. Does he, does he also well, work for the cable company? He works well, for the I'll Chargers. be there in the four Chargers to 18 stuff. hours? He works for the Five Chargers. to 12 weeks? But what, what are they? like? They, they're taking out some kind of crazy insurance policy they need to cash in? Yeah, five, just, weeks, five weeks is opening day. I just picked up Wentz in round 17 in a best ball. That's a steal. Yeah, yeah that's free. There you go. All right. I don't know. So so talk to me about Jonathan Taylor then, yeah, man. Where, yeah, where are you at with him? Did you bring him back? Yeah. I He was my RB. I was thinking of fifth overall at one point, actually, I think, in Razzball. Um, With the news there, I pushed him to you know early to mid-second just because of the uncertainty, and we just didn't know. Now I'm pushing him right, right behind Eckler, like right at the Eckler territory. I might even push him above Eckler right now just because, I mean, it's him. He, it's his backfield. Hines is the pass catching back. Yes, Marlon Mack is back. Won't forget about the return of the Mack. But people are talking about Cam Akers struggling to come back (laughs) next year with the injury he has. Marlon Mack, I believe, has the same exact injury. So Uh, it's going to work. I'm only kidding. That's a guy I love forever, but he might never do anything. So I think think it's Taylor's backfield to run with. And he finishes a top-tier running back at the end of last season. So ride the wave. All right. So I I recently actually – Oh, boy cashed a a uh, a best ball where I was able to get Saquon in the first drafting out of the 11 spot and then I took Jonathan Taylor in the second so that discount seems to have dried up yeah let's go bo- on both of them uh Saquon also uh you know they, 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 they these beat writers man like they, they need to go scratch they, they one to three weeks missed on on Saquon. He may not make his debut till week three or week four. Drops down to the second round. What happens? Off the pup. Off the pup. He's practicing today, so all of a sudden he's perfectly fine. Yeah, he'll, be, we, he'll be dead. He'll, <laughs> he'll die. That's the trader Andy bias right there. That's okay. So I, I ended up with 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 one that I I was able to get those two on the same team. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Uh, this year in the, in this off season, but I'm kind of loving life on that. So where Nick, where are you at with Saquon then in, in relation? Uh, so I actually just traded him in a keeper league or, or your keeper league that you're in. I just traded him. I got the fourth overall pick, TJ Hawkinson at around 12 value and a sixth round pick, I think. So I I cashed in a little bit. That was actually before the pup news. But if he's healthy, he's he was a top two pick. All right. So All right. if he's healthy. Ooh. You guys want to talk about Aaron Jones next or something? It seems like there's a lot of Packer fans in here now. Da, 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 oh. da, 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 go, Pack, go! That's my nephew Maddie. That's my nephew Maddie. My nephew Maddie was brought up as a Jets fan, but somewhere in there he figured out the whole cheesehead thing. I don't know. We're, we're trying to save him from himself, so let's see where that goes. No force in anything. I don't know. But, uh, Nick, let's talk about Aaron Jones for the Packers fans in the chat room. Yeah, he's got the hammy, though. Concerns me a little bit. Lingering issue. Yeah. And and not A.J. Dillon. But 
Tylen Hill, a seventh round pick, has been actually getting first team carries. Yep. So, yeah, a little free handcuff there. You know but, what that um, means to me? Nothing. Nothing. I think I think Jones is fine. That's, he's that's he's done. He's yep. a stud. Uh, there's no worries about it. The same thing came out in um for Vegas that Waller's missed eight straight days of camp. He'll be fine. Same thing with Jones. He'll be fine. He'll be a stud. He was a stud last year. Jamal Williams is gone. He can't steal more carries. So we'll see what they do though. But Dylan, Dylan's gonna Yeah. Draft draft with, draft with a peace of mind. Yeah. Right. Dylan's gonna have a role. He's gonna have standalone value. Uh it, it, he's a lot like somebody like Pollard that he's gonna be somebody's RB three slash flex. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be in fantasy lineups almost every every week, somewhere across the board. Um I, I have a lot of Aaron Jones. I don't think I have one spot that I use that premium pick to put AJ Dillon on the team with him as well. I don't know. I'm taking a pass on AJ Dillon. I, uh, you know, I'm going to do another dynasty startup next week. Maybe I'll take me an AJ Dillon share there. Uh, not for me. All right. An- another crowded backfield. We already alluded to it, but Andy, I'm going to go to you on this one because you're the Cleveland guy. Nick Chubb is being drafted with an ADP of 12, which is the first round or the turn going into the second round. Um, you want a piece of that backfield? Do you want him or are you you holding out for Kareem Hunt or you no. want a little bit of both? Uh, I got I got a Chubb, let me tell you. That's my guy. <laughs> uh, and he's actually been slipping a little farther than that. He's been going in the second round, even late second round in, the, in uh, some of the best balls I've been in. Uh, he's clearly the best runner in the backfield. Uh, Kareem Hunt has some good value, but you know you have to realize that a lot of those stats that Kareem Hunt had last year were due to the four games that uh, uh, Chubb was out. Okay, so I don't think he's going to produce as big as he did last year. I think Chubb is going to—he just got the big contract. He's the franchise guy. He's going to get the—he's an awesome runner. I just love watching him. He's like my one of my favorite backs. So I'm all in on him. All right. Yeah, he he might actually be the best pure running back in the league. He's like stud. standalone, like hand the ball off behind the line, find the hole, hit the hole, and go. I I, I think he's he's got the the best skill set from from start to finish. But I just can't invest well, a first a, round pick in somebody that that has to share the role. Here's a round. here's a question I saw proposed today. If Kareem Hunt was a Ram, where would he go right now in the draft? Right about here. Right about here. I, I on the one two turn. Yeah, I would probably agree with you on that. Okay, so so Nick, I'm gonna pose this question to you. So you just said uh Kareem Hunt on the Rams versus Antonio Gibson. Uh Kareem Hunt on the Rams. Yeah, it's pretty close. It's pretty yeah, close. I love, I love Gibson. And I'm actually at the point now where Gibson, I would take him probably at the beginning of the second. He's actually has hit the point where he is now being drafted in the first round. If you take NFFC ADP from August 1st till now, mm-hmm. his ADP is 12. He's hit the first round. And rightfully so. Yep. So you're all in on uh, on Antonio yeah. Gibson? Yeah, because we, we know Fitz is not a checkdown guy. And we know... Gibson's going to be the big time carry guy there. McKenzie's going to be well and struggling, and I think Gibson's going to be the workhorse. So right. give me all the shares. 
Well, I did hear one thing about Gibson is that uh, that they have the the they're playing this the two minute offense in training camp, and it was McKissick role for the past years, and this year they're putting Gibson in there now too. So that might open up some more pass catching ability for him, and I think he's gonna have a bigger role. That's first round, and it's worthy. And, pe- and people are catching on to when we did the fishbowl draft. I think I took McKissick was there in the sixteenth or seventeenth round, and I at that point had to take him just because of value, but he's fallen all over. Right. But to your point, Andy, Antonio Gibson did not have a preseason last year, nor did any other rookie. So maybe it was just not comfortable for them to put that Memphis running back into the game plan for the passing game. So maybe, maybe that's what they focused this offseason on. Yeah. And if, if uh, what do you have, 80, 85 targets last year, McKissick? If 40 of those. Oh, so, yeah, something if, insane. If 40 of those, if 40 of those, Go to uh, our man Gibson. He's going to pay off this RB1 value that he's being drafted yeah. in the first round. I, right. I would love to pick probably like this. You know, if you pick six or seven and you take Kelsey in the first and you come back around, you can get Gibson. That's, that's my move. Damn. Steal. That's my move. Yeah, the, only, deal. the only problem is that Gibson is not making it out of the first no, round not. right now. And Kelsey's not quarterback. And Kelsey's not falling to like that 10 range where you can steal him. Yep. 110 oh. targets. People are li- people are listening to me, man. I, I talk about it all day long. Kelsey is number four overall in a one quarterback setup, man. And, and it's happening. It's happening. He's not going to 10 anymore. And Gibson is not going past like 15. It's not happening anymore. Najee Harris seems to be jumping up and down. He just went I, round one in my poly playoff league. Wow. Wow. He's actually being drafted in the NFFC as the last of the RB1s, the 12th running back overall with an ADP of, I believe, 15-16. The problem with with Najee is the Steelers consistently over Ben Roethlisberger's career, they only throw to the running back about 12% of the time. He's going to be more of like a Derrick Henry kind of role, just straight baller, not a catching back or anything like that. Right. Well, I'm still I'm still going for it, man. I I love I love situations where I pick at at the uh, the top of the top of the draft, and then I could get Najee as my second back at the back end. I, I think good. I think I've done Kelsey Najee a couple times from that's the also good four spot. Also, that's so, also good because yeah, you know Najee is going to get touches. Last year with Ceh, we were relying on the uh, the pass catching ability. We know Najee is going to get carries. Right. All right, so we're going to move into the RB2 sec- section now. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who was a first-round pick last year with way too much helium, is now going at uh, about 20th overall as the 13th running back. Where are we at with him? Do we think he's going to improve over last year, see a little bit more target share? Yeah, I think so. Away. I think so. I think, I think he'll see more target share. Um, I think he's a safe RB2. He's not an RB1, that's for sure. Okay, I mean, so wh- where would you compare him versus Joe Mixon? I'm not touching Joe Mixon. Really? <laughs> not one bit. Not one share. <laughs> wow, Absolutely you're worried, you're worried about You're worried about the injury? Injury last year, and it, it just lingered, and I'd rather take Captain America. I'm not taking him. <laughs> all right, so you're, you're basically CEH over Joe Mixon all day mm-hmm. long, right? Mm-hmm. I'm J.K. Dobbins over Joe Mixon. 
All right. Where are you with Chris Evans now? Is he a premium handcuff at this point, or no, is he only if you have Joe Mixon? He's a deep, deep, deep league. He's if, in a redraft. He's going undrafted. Um, I don't think a clear RB two has been established there. I think it's uh, what Sam J Perine. I think he's the yeah, RB two right now. Perrine, yeah. And um, Chris Evans is the rookie, but I don't see that backfield shaking out until preseason. I'm taking so right Mixon. Now, I ain't get screwed on Mixon yet. Like take him. I got screwed last year. I went in my one league. I went Ceh and Mixon. From the twelve hole, and then I still made the championship. Was that, is that your family league? Yes, you got no one respect. Of them, no one respect of them. in the family league. You got to win. The, <laughs> you got to win. You, gotta win. you gotta play to win the game. I did win my family right. league. I beat my wife in the championship. Right. <laughs> you bragged about that on, on on YouTube. Great. I did. I beat her in the championship game, <laughs> and she didn't give it. She didn't care. Uh, she probably did. Nick, despite missing two games last year, Joe Mixon was 10th in PPR points per game among running backs. So what if this is the year that he is healthy? Have you seen that offensive line? I have. And, and it's pretty bad. M M Mr. Burrow is going to be running for his life. And yeah, it's the pretty first bad. person he's going to look at? Jamar Chase. <laughs> no, 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 I, I was going to save this for next week, but – you know, bad news about Jamar Chase. They're saying that he's I don't buy that. Don't major, buy that. major issues making separation. Don't buy that. Be, beats getting clickbait. Don't buy that. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, we there's a little bit of a fall off in ADP from Joe Mixon to the next running back, which is the number 14 overall, which is my guy. J.K. Dobbins, your guy, okay. is going at ADP well, twenty-eight. Did you did you see the Ravens step chart release? Listing him care. as a co listing him as a, I mean it doesn't make a difference, but listing him as a co-starter with Gus Edwards. So Good. there is a little bit of no a slide. problem. A little no bit problem. of a slide right now. Yeah, I, I will take well, that I value it. all. I'll buy, I'll buy that buy that slide. Well, first off, Bateman's out for they said several weeks. He's Who out cares? for a while. Marquise Brown's right? out for a while. Who's he going to throw to? He's going to throw to Dobbins. Yeah, th there's no history of, of Lamar throwing to the running back, but yeah. well, yeah. the word out of camp is that they want to work on that. But Lamar won't show up at he camp. Be there because he won't get a vaccine. <laughs> Dude, your phone is ringing. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's all right, man. Lenny Melvin was calling his son while we were on the air last week. So. <laughs> all right. So listen, J.K. Dobbins is the guy. I'm going to tell you right now, if there's going to be a bold prediction out there, this guy will be a first-round pick next year. This is the guy that I went like this when the Dolphins passed on him and did not draft him. All right? I wanted him more than I wanted Jonathan Taylor. You did. I remember I that. did. I absolutely did. I heard Jonah Schaefer from the Baltimore Sun on the radio uh Saying that he he know he understands that Gus Edwards is going to take a lot of touchdown equity away from Dobbins, but he predicts him to get fourteen to fifteen hundred rushing yards, not total yards, rushing yards, fourteen hundred rushing yards. Right? It, he what did he have last year? I think like eighteen receptions. That's easily going to double. He's going to mm -hmm. get into the thirties with receptions, maybe even to the forties. So you're looking at that 34 we're, we're already at freaking it's through the roof with the points in a PPR. Like this guy is going to be an RB one this year. It, uh, write that down. There's no question about yeah, it. He's an RB one this year. 
I don't I care what what the argument against is. He will be an RB one this year. He will be a first round pick next year. Did make the end zone nine nine times last year too. Yes, so, yes. Yep. The, the second half of the season, he was a superstar. You know, I love him. You don't tell me about that. Yep. Oof. All right. All right. Nick, I know you're drafting Gus Edwards a lot, independent of Dobbins. He's a zero RB guy, right? He's a he's a great zero RB guy. Um, Gus the bus that are you, baby? Rutgers. Um, <laughs> he uh, he's going to have some value. He had value last year. Um, he's a good RB. He's a zero RB guy. He's a good flex option. Um, I I like him. I don't because he's out of Rutgers. But I, th I, I agree 100% with your you Dobbins take. You I, I, love, I love your Dobbins take. I think it's going to be a great great pick this year. And I think Edwards is going to be involved, but I don't think he's going to be as involved as people think. Because yeah. if Dobbins is just that good and takes away the backfield, how can you take him off the field? Well, right. who, well Mark Ingram's gone. So if, if Lamar does throw us any running backs, uh, Dobbins only had, what, 13 targets? And Gus only had like eight. Oh, he had 13 targets. And, uh Dobbins had 18. That's, I think that's going to increase for both. I, I can't disagree with that. All right, so the question that drafters have to make and have to answer at the top of the third with J.K. Dobbins on the, on the board is do they want Dobbins or do they want DeAndre Swift? DeAndre Swift has missed uh, time in camp. And their head coach has actually been talking Jamal Williams up big time, so it's a little cause for concern for me. Just uh, I, I think I'm just going to fade Swift completely at this point, unless until we see more stuff coming out in the preseason and stuff. But I don't know. I don't think I have one share of Swift anywhere, and it, it's just because I, I, I got Nick Chubb for uh, for J.K. Dobbins, so it, it's just not happening i can't get swift anywhere um i am drafting a lot of jamal williams though there, i love jamal williams you know if you look at anthony lynn offenses two years in a row the running back was top five in touches and you know that's not just targets that's total touches yeah and eckler missed a lot of a lot of time last year as well he did. He so did. that's independent of him so over the last two years 33 touches per game to the running backs in total. And Jamal Williams is going to be a piece of that. Even if So that basically is telling me that even if DeAndre Swift is a 20-touch-per-game type of player, Jamal Williams is a 13-touch-per-game type player with higher touchdown equity than DeAndre Yeah, Swift. Anthony Lynn was working with uh, Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly last year. Right. J J Jamal Williams is better than both of them. Not to mention the the crappier situation at quarterback with the Lions and the mm -hmm. wide receivers. I think they're going to lean on the running backs. Yeah, absolutely. They got, they got a good one there, Amon Ross St. Brown. That'll be good. You need to throw it to him. <laughs> <laughs> He's Cooper Cup 2.0. All right, let, let's, let's stay in the division and let's talk about David Montgomery. Nick, I'm going to ask you to lead off on him. So because you had him. He was a hero for you in the Scott Fishbowl last so year. I think I'm not sure what your take is on this, but I think David Montgomery is a mirage. He had the easiest <clears throat> schedule at the tail end of last year for um, against running back uh, defense against running backs, and he completely crushed that. Um, Tariq Cohen is still not ready. Damian Williams is getting elevated as a sleeper pick, you know, as a handcuff. But I, I like David Montgomery. He's going to get the touches, but he played the easiest rushing schedule 
at the back four or five games of last season. So that's the only thing that worries me. Was it real or was he just was it a, you know a product of competition? All right. So here's here's my take on this, and this is how you got to full fade this dude. The oh. Matt Nagy offense wants the quarterback in motion out of the shotgun. Okay. After week ten, Mitch Trubisky was the quarterback, and he is not comfortable in the shotgun. He is an under the center quarterback. In that time after week 10, the Bears averaged 144 rushing yards per game. Okay. From week four to week 10, when Nick Foles was there, Nick Foles is more comfortable in the shotgun. They averaged 45 rushing yards per game. So there's a hundred yard gap in rushing yards per game for the Bears last year in shotgun versus under the center. And what do you think Justin Fields does? Run. Justin Fields was in the shotgun at Ohio State, 93% of snaps to lead the entire FBS. The guy's going to be their quarterback. David Montgomery is going to hell. Don't draft the guy. I can't argue with that. Bike drop. I can't argue with that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can't argue with that. I can't do it. I can't argue. He's All right. right. All right. Let, let, let's go down to uh, let's go down to Jacksonville. Let's talk about ATN and James Robinson because I know Andy is on the James Robinson bandwagon. And once you started tweeting that out about Mr. Robinson, I looked into it, and oh boy, am I on board with you, dude? Yeah, I, I, it's. Uh... He's the clear cut number one. I don't care what anyone says. They're going to use uh, the other kid out of the backfield to catch passes and stuff. But Robinson had a great year last year. He's he, they're going to lean on him with the new quarterback. You know, I, I feel he's going to have a, a big year. And uh, at his ADP, it's it's a steal. It's a steal. So sixty six in one quarterback set setup. So that's that's round seven basically. Nice steal. steal. Oh. Nice. Um, what about ATN with an with an ADP of forty three? PPR PPR boost, like a, almost like an Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram kind of situation, I would think. But we don't know how it's going to be utilized. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty confident they're going to have standalone value on each of them. I think RB, R, I think they reach RB twos, low end. Yes, I I agree with that. The thing is, I, again, I watched a lot of Trevor Lawrence's career. I don't, oh, miss, yeah. I, I don't think I missed too many, too many of his uh, snaps. Nobody was on the ATN bandwagon like I was. And the bottom line is that he still managed to get, a, I, I think it was a, a 12% uh, target share while at Clemson, even though Lawrence checked down less than 4% of the time. So the fact that the Jacksonville Jaguars are talking about using ATN as a slot receiver at times makes sense because that's what they were doing at Clemson with the same dude, right? They're working, working to a skill set. Yeah, they're working into his skill set. Exactly. I really think that you're going to see a lot of sets with Robinson and ATN on the field at the same time. You're going to see Robinson being the lead back on first and second down most of the time with ATN also having his own, his own sets. I'm going to buy ATN all day long in Dynasty over, over Robinson. That goes without saying. But you don't invest in a 
first round pick and a running back without planning to use him. So I think both of these guys are going to be superstars. If, if ETN man, went like, to any other landing spot, if he went to Miami, if he went to Atlanta, he, we'll be talking to him in the first, second round right now. Right. A- Andy, I have, I have a team. I, I can't remember the receivers I have on it, but a best ball team that I, I took um, in the first round, I took McCaffrey at one. And then I took Najee Harris at second, J.K. Dobbins, and then I took two receivers, and then I took James Robinson as my oh. RB four. Oh, that's oh my god! I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, oh. My my last best uh, best ball last night. I got James Robinson like the eighth round. It was beautiful. Nice. All right, so you got to make a decision between ATN and Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas. Raiders, what are you doing with that? Kenya Drake is there. Josh Jacobs likes to post on Instagram some stories that he might not play in a day. Uh, I'm out. Character issues, I just don't like him. I I just don't think he's going to be good. What kind of character issues? Uh, It was last year. Uh, Mm. One of the games, he was like questionable. He posted on Twitter something about he was not going to play, went dark, and then all of a sudden it was some weird situation. I got to look it up and see what happened exactly, but it really angered a lot of people. All right. right. Look it up. up. I I can't buy into a guy that has one career target on third down when Kenyon Drake was signed to the team. Like, I, I... I, I mean, does standard exist anymore? Do people really play non-PPR, not even half? Like, does that really even exist? I, I don't see it. Even if it, even if it is, I mean, he had over 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns in what people said was a bad year. He's still going to get well, a touchdown. Well, that, that's, the yeah. that's where he has value when it, it's a non-PPR completely. Then Jacobs has value. Here but it is. in a half point or a full point setup, Nah, brah. No thanks. Here it is. He was uh he was injured and he was listed as uh, active and he posted on his Instagram that he's gonna be sitting. He's not playing regardless. So when the game kicked off, he ended up playing. People were fuming because they benched him left and right because of his post. All right. Well, people have to follow the beat writers and not the, the Twitter accounts. Move on. Yeah, I'm still I, taking I, him. I'm just not using a fourth round pick on him. No, I'm sorry, no. I can't do that. I'd rather have Kenny and Drake later. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, Andy, you're overruled, but we'll revisit that. I'm in a, a, couple yeah, weeks I'm a baseball right. guy. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jacobs is a FanDuel guy, man. That's where we're gonna make money on Jacobs. That's where we're gonna get that profit. Okay, FanDuel Jacobs. Okay, <laughs> write that down. F point. Got it. All right. Yeah, <laughs> Daryl Henderson. What do you got, Nick? <sighs> he wasn't fifth I'm round. Not I'm not. I'm not in. I'm not in. I can't do it. He wasn't. He couldn't take the job from Cam Akers last year. He didn't take run away with it. Um, now all of a sudden, we're expecting him to take the full workload. Give me some Xavier Jones later on in the draft, like towards the end. Or Funk. What, what is what's the guy's name? Funk Funktown. Yeah, what? Uptown Funk. Who knows? Uptown Funk, the third string <laughs> running back, whatever his name is. I, I'd rather have Xavier Jones for free. All right, yeah, I, I think so too. Henry, Sean Henderson's Mc- not proven. Sh- Sean McVay said that uh, th- that Xavier Jones will carve out a role in the offense, right? But you know, my bus boy that goes and cleans up the table carved out a role as a bus boy too. So 
you know, what, yeah. what does that actually mean? Yeah. All right. All right. So a decision you'd have to make is Daryl Henderson or Javante Williams at 56 ADP. So the Denver beat has Melvin Gordon as the RB one right now. They said he's Rightfully taking a lot so. of the first, he's taking all the first team carries. So it's going to take a little bit for Williams to take off and he will take off, but it's going to take him a little bit. Yeah, as a RB2. He's not taking it from Gordon. No, he's not taking it. Unless Gordon gets hurt, I don't see it happening soon. I love he, Melvin Gordon. Oh, he, I, yeah, he's he's good. You, you know where Melvin Gordon plays up in, in fantasy football this year? If you're in a guillotine league, because he's going to have the number one role in the beginning of the season, so he'll yep, play as a cheap. Right, right. That's, right. A good, that's, a good, that's a good take, actually. So, I like so, that. So he'll play as a flex in guillotine leagues in the first two, three weeks, and then you end up chopping him as somebody goes yeah. and you pick up Saquon Barkley or somebody like yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. I, right. That that's how that's how you you make make your profit on uh on Melvin Gordon this year. All right. Well, yeah, you have I'm, to tra I'm drafting a, jo a lot of Javante Williams, but I'm getting him as an RB three, RB four. I'm not doing it as an RB two where he's being drafted now. That's too soon for me. There's too much risk there. You have to realize that if Teddy Bridgewater actually wins the job, which I don't know if he will, there's going to be a lot of catches for both of those backs out of the backfield. That's a good point. That's a hell of a point. All right, let's go down South Beach. Go to the guy who is the number seven PPR back the last eight games of the season. Miles Gaskin is being drafted at you. 57 overall. Yeah, you could take the stage on that. You know, I love you. Him. I love him. I mean, he he's on my uh, playoff for Poly League. He's my RB one. <laughs> Listen, I I'm not a big Gaskin guy. I, th I think Salvin Ahmed is a little bit more explosive. I think Malcolm Brown is a a, a little bit uh, stronger at the goal line. I think those two guys are gonna bite into his role a little bit enough. Um, but he's the best of the three on third down. He's the best at, at, uh, at, at pass pro. So he'll be on the field. He's going to be on the field. You know, like we said, he, he was RB seven in PPR formats the second half of the season last year after a bout with COVID. So I, I mean, as an RB two or an, a, if you get him as an early RB three, you're doing well. And what does that tell you? when the Dolphins passed up on taking running backs. They like what they got. No, it says that they were pissed that they didn't get Javante Williams <laughs> because Denver traded one spot ahead of them. They were pissed. Oh. But, I, I mean, you got to trust your board, man. You got to trust your board. They did it last year, too. I was pounding the table for Dobbins, man, and they passed on him, and they went with Gaskin eventually, and it worked out. It worked yeah. out. We'll see. I, I don't know. Like, that's that's the thing is – the thing with running back is is fantasy is fantasy, but the system makes the running back a lot more than the talent does. And talent does rise to the top, but somebody like Gaskin, like he's good enough. And if the system works, he can do what's called on him on a given day and, and perform his job duties and get it done and be an RB2 for you and an RB1 on some given days. All right. My favorite, 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 favorite running back value this year is Mike Davis. And he's being drafted as an RB3, 58 overall, which yeah. is uh, actually Williams, 56, uh, Gaskin, 57, Davis, 58. So they're being drafted exactly the same. 
And I'll be honest with you, I'm taking Davis out of those three all day long, even though that's not how it's happening. So what do you guys think about Davis? Um, I know you're also a big JV and Hawkins guy as well, Nick. So take yeah, the floor just, on, on uh, right now. I, I like Hawkins, but he's not rising up these charts as quickly as I would like to see. So he's right now that we don't know what's going on yet phase. Mike Davis has not had a full season workload. So we are hoping he can do that. If he can do that, I think he's a steal at his ADP. I saw some kind of Twitter post about Mike Davis's quads. So I'm sure they're going to hold up for a full season. Yeah. Right, he's going to. Score. <laughs> yeah, he he was RB12 last year, and obviously there were some games that he, he took the back seat to McCaffrey. But the stat that stood out to me that puts me on the bandwagon, pulling like, please keep me on the bandwagon. He was number one running back in the league at broken tackles last year. And I'm all about the Marshawn Lynch factor, man. The guy can catch the ball. He breaks tackles. He finds the end zone. He does everything, and there's little to no competition for his position. I I, I love him. I I I think he's going to sniff RB one again. Did they um, obviously with health? They signed uh, Dante Foreman, which is not a threat at all. But they did add another running back. Nothing. He's he's a nobody. Yeah, you can't even keep that. All right. All right, so that's a there's a huge tier fall off there, and then and then we go to Arizona. Oh. <laughs> All right, continue on. We're going where? My own. Nick, Nick went somewhere. Where are you going? I, I think there's a snake in his house or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my my dog and cat were shadow boxing him. The claw got, the claw got stuck in my dog's face. So I had to rip it out. <laughs> Who was winning? Oh, the, the, uh, the I think the cat won. Oh. <laughs> oh. My dog just ran out. That's great. All right, Nick. So Chase Edmonds, James Conner. What are we doing with that? James Conner is the goal line back. James Conner is my pick. Okay. Give so you want nothing to do with Chase Edmonds. I like Chase Edmonds. Don't get me wrong, but I think James Conner is a better value in that backfield. For where he's going, ADP, it's a steal. I love I love Conner. I love him. No. Edmonds can be drafted too high. See, my problem with Connor is that he's being drafted in the same area as Madison, AJ Dillon, like like the, the guys that are going to be hardcore RB1s if they get the role. Connor is not going to be a hardcore RB1 if he gets the role because he's always going to take a backseat to the Kyler passing game. I, I'd rather I'd rather take one of those premium handcuffs over Connor, but it might be like you guys have said with you know Andy with Saquon Connor has burned the hell out of me. So I guess I guess I got sour grapes. Yeah, we all but have, I don't have sour grapes for Trey Sermon. That's my dude. That's a he's being drafted seventy fourth overall, man. Seventy fourth overall, Nick. What do you think about Trey Sermon? I think Trey Sermon steals the backfield, but um, Raheem Mostert's there. But Raheem Mostert is very injury prone, so he could easily go down. So I'm taking Trey Sermon if I can, if he's available. I, I definitely like Mozart better than uh, the uh, the the musician Mozart. Yeah, yeah you like classical and, music. Yeah, you like classical I, music. I, there? I, de I definitely like Eric Sermon more than Trey Sermon. I like Beethoven too. <laughs> Mozart, Mozart. Oh, that's painful, man. The, the the problem with Sermon, he never at Ohio State, he never really had a meaningful role in the passing game. I think he never had more than twelve 
receptions in a season in the two years that that he had a prominent position. But the 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 Shanahan outside zone blocking scheme just kind of fits his skill set. Last year, the 49ers were were uh, 4.7 yards per rush, which was the best in the NFL. So there's something there with them. Um, I, I, I'm buying into it. Like I, I'm all in on Trey Sermon. I I'm I went from drafting him as my RB six to my RB five to my RB four, and now my RB three. So do what you want with that. Listen, guys, you think you learn something once and you don't repeat it, but my battery's about to die on my computer, so give me five seconds here. Good job. Uh, oh, yeah, good job. You just had a cat fight. I did. Yeah, I did. They both ran out. All right, all right, all right. Okay. All right, so next up, what about Mostert, though? Like, like you love this guy? He's can't being drafted healthy. five spots after Sermon. Yeah, but he can't stay healthy. How long yeah. is he going to last for? He's a pretty guillotine guy. I, at, this pr- at this price, it's worth a shot. Yeah, but you could have Sermon at the same price. I don't think he's going to do much. Oh, man. Old takes exposed. Write that down right there, man. I'm coming <laughs> I'm coming for you in a year on he's, that one. Christian, burn, Andy. He's coming. Yep. All right. So let's talk about the, the, the Tampa Bay backfield. We got Rojo. We got Oof. we got uh, playoff Lenny. And we got Gio new to the scene. Who are we buying in on in that? I think Rojo is the guy, but I, I don't want to touch that backfield. I don't blame you. I'll just I, go with Jeff and just take Gronkowski. Move on. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I think it's Rojo, but I'm avoiding it all costs. I, it's just too risky for me. Yeah, the only thing I'm touching this backfield on is Geo as an RB6 in best ball because we all know when he gets when he gets thrust in, into a uh, into a primary role for a game, he goes yeah. off. Yeah. He goes off, and he's great in the passing game, and, and Brady knows that. I, I think – I, I, Nick, tell me if I'm wrong. Is there a chance that this is Brady's new James White? Ah, because James, James White, White was an RB one in PPR two he years in a James, row. He loved James White. He's better than James Wright. White. He's better than him. Yeah, is, Rex, is, is Leonard Fournette Rex Burkhead? Uh, yeah. So, so Leonard Fournette was amazing last year. Yeah, but I mean, it's, they're recreating the England backfield. But Jeff, Jeff, remember, remember how many times we used Geo DFS when Mixon was out all the time? Ah, oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. of course. Mm-hmm. G- yeah, but the only problem is that when it, whenever Geo is thrust into a role, he's always a super value, and he's always like ninety percent owned in cash games. Yeah. So th- there's like no benefit to us, but it, it, it's just a, a, a really sharp play. All right, so you guys are Jets fans, and last week it took us an hour before we talked about our first Jet, which was Zach Wilson, and now it took us an hour before we're going to talk about our first Jet, which is Michael Carter. And hopefully next week when we talk about wide receivers, it'll be less than an hour. Maybe not. Um, Where are we at with Michael Carter and the rest of the backfield this year? So the Redraft. Redraft. So, So the Jets clearly want to run the ball. They've said it. It's not it's not a hidden secret. They want to run the ball. Uh, Tevin Coleman has looked excellent in training camp. Ty, um, not more so Ty Johnson, but Michael Pirine has been looking very good. Michael Carter is looking pretty good. I think it's a three-headed monster. I don't think Carter stands out right away. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think it's going to take a couple of weeks to, uh, to develop. 
um, and I was trolling you guys a little bit, I'm really high on this running game. Uh, I think Michael Carter will be an RB2 this year, but it'll take four or five weeks before we get to yeah, that point. It'll, it'll be like I, I think in the second week. half, you're going to be real happy with him in your lineup every single week. Yeah. I, I think in the beginning of the year, I think Tevin Coleman's going to be a monster. I think knowing the system and yeah, until he gets big, hurt. Got, yeah, until he gets hurt. He's going yep. to be big in the beginning and then open the door for Carter. Yep. Right. Uh, Nick, not to put you on the spot, but uh, do you, do you know how their their schedule lines up early in the season? Is it favorable for them or no? It's uh, Carolina week one, New England week two. Um, I believe they are going to. I can pull it up. Denver. Yeah, I think it's Denver. Tennessee. Week, Tennessee. Yeah, Denver, Tennessee. It's it's a little rough in the beginning. Um, right. They do get the they do get a break in the schedule at some point, but in the beginning it's kind of rough. Yeah, they yeah get it's going to be Michael Carter's backfield by then. Yeah, they, yeah. they get they're in Atlanta. I'm sorry, they're in London for Atlanta. Patriots, Bengals, Colts, Bills, Dolphins, Texans, Eagles. So I mean, it's so they're playing from behind early on in the season. So that means Michael Carter Carter's role because he's a much better pass catcher than Ke- Tevin Coleman is. Mm-hmm. It's going to come into play a little sooner than we think. Yeah. So that, that makes me higher on Michael Carter than I already was. Yeah, he's going to so, catch behind. Zach Wilson's going to check down left and right. Sipping right, on, sip on the Kool-Aid. Yeah, I, I, hey, I'm in, man. I, I'm that big red guy, and I'll run through the wall, man. All right. All right, so let's talk about the New England backfield, or do you want to just skip it and say don't draft Damian Harris? Keep going on. Let's go. The show's supposed to be over. Damian Harris is the only backfield you got to look at. Gone. <laughs> Stevenson, no James White. Said, We're done with that. He's done. Stevenson, the coach, said he's got too much to work on. I'm out. Okay. All right. What about the Buffalo Bills? They don't like to run the ball, and when they do, they keep it in Josh Allen's hands. Yeah. They have Zach, Zach Moss, who's a little he's getting hype. banged up. He's getting the hype, but he's banged up. I just saw too. Right. It's Hamstring. just Josh Hamstring. Allen. Yeah, it's just Josh Allen. He and Devin Singletary are being drafted at identical ADP right now. So uh, we're just out on both of them, or I, I think I, I just took Zach Moss as an RB four in a in a best ball. If it's later, I'll take him, but I'm not I'm not reaching just because Josh Allen's a goal line back. I think I think that they signed him to a big contract. I I think they're going to they, might, they might not they might they not. might they might try to hold him back a little bit, and they're going to give the ball to Singletary. I think to begin with. All right, could be, a, could, be a, could be a good value. Definitely a good best ball. Definitely. Okay. All right. Uh, last backfield we're going to talk about is Houston, the Texans. Nick, what 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 do you what's going on over there? There's some news today. Oh. I saw. Which which one? I saw uh, which what news came out today for them? Uh, oh. They're ba- they're basically, and I know we just talked about depth charts meaning nothing at this point, but they basically are listing David Johnson as number three on the depth chart and calling, um, call, calling uh. Mark Ingram and Philip Lindsay co-starters right now. <laughs> oh, baby. Who told you that? Who told you that weeks ago? Who said that in his article? I said it. Hey, no one else in this world nope. said it. Nope. I said hey. it. And he said that. Yeah, I did. Well, Phil a Lindsay. lot of people read your article, and uh, <laughs> the Texans brass is is looking at the Stack Attack Fantasy podcast, Dude, he's reading your article. On and the that's how, they're, that's yeah. how they're building their lineup. Somebody's got to listen to me. Nobody listens to me. They listen to me. <laughs> Dude, he's the best back in the field. That's it. He's the best player there. They're going to get Philip the- Lin- Philip Lindsay is a stud. Dude, he's, I got him like the 12th round yesterday. He's like, a stud. 
What about Ingram, though? What? He's Oof. dead. Cross Oof. him off the list. Who? <laughs> His AARP card came in. He's out. All right. All right. I don't know about that, man. You know, you know, Lindsay's the best player on the field. I agree with that, but uh, like, and his I value, he gets no, he's like Rodney Dangerfield, man. He gets no respect. Da David Johnson was a superstar, man. Was. Dead. Yo, if was. I'm telling you that he's not as good as Lindsay, you know that's a fact because I had a David Johnson jersey was I sold, but uh, he's, he's old. He's beat up. Lindsay's the guy. All right. All right, Nick, you got any of uh, Nick's nuggies for us today? Anything else to add? Nuggies, yes. <sighs> My nuggies. Um, yeah, no, just the running backs. I mean, I'm I'm a stack of guy. I stack the running backs, stack them often, stack them early. Because you know what? That person who went zero running back is going to come crying three, four weeks in that he has no running backs, and you're going to steal his wide receiver one or wide receiver two for your Mike Davis. So stack these running backs. Because when we're talking midseason trades, I will always take the running back over the wide receiver. Absolutely. Take, take them early, take them often. And then towards the back end of the draft, you take your Brandon Cooks, your Nico Collins. Um, I like Elijah Moore. I'm going to always say him. Corey Davis, we're going to talk about next week, is emerging as a wide receiver one. You want to take shots on these mid-tier guys. A couple of them might pop off. You can mix and match, start them, sit them, take the running backs early. And then if you have an excess amount, trade bait. All right, cool. Andy, you got a throwback player for us today or no? I, I do. When we started talking about Mike Davis, I started getting a little excited about my throwback guy. So here's my throwback guy. Let's see who can guess it. All right. He, he's in the league, gets drafted, traded three years later, comes out with 1,400-plus yards and uh, 11 touchdowns. Then eight years later, has 13 touchdowns and a th almost 1,000 yards. Who is this guy? And it happened in the in the late nineties to early two thousands. Name the guy. Jeff says. Jeff says he loves somebody in this backfield in this area, and this guy played on that team. What team? I can't tell you the team. It's gonna give it away. I mean, it's the oh, bus, baby. man. Do you hear oh, the Jerome bus? Jerome the Bettis. bus. The bus backing up. Oh, baby, Jerome yeah, Bettis. That was, that was always Bettis. your guy, definitely. Yo, yo I love. I played just like him. I loved running through people like him. He had 13 touchdowns at the age of 32. I, I, I was blown away by that number. Nuts. He definitely helped someone win a, a league that year. And he almost blew his career, too, with that fumble in the uh, AFC Championship game against the Colts. Yeah, that was almost the worst way to end his career right there. Yeah, that's true. That's and true. He's a, I loved him since Notre Dame. That was my guy. You know, it was Jerome Bess, Rick Meyer, Reggie Brooks. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah, Jerome yeah. Bettis made made a a, a, a uh, an appearance on the office too, so that get that's extra points <laughs> in, our, in our house. There you go, <laughs> the Jeff did bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, guys. So we got we, we got a lot going on. Uh, we we actually have the uh, fantasy six pack hours coming on up in forty five minutes. Right after us, they they went to the fantasy football expo so they had to move from tomorrow on to today i am uh, not attending the expo because i just went to jamaica but we might do that next year uh right team stack attack thinking about that yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely 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 so you could check out joe and aj applegarth they're doing their nfc west preview next but if you if, if you don't like looking at us anymore like 
I, I know, you know, Andy's a good looking guy. Yeah. I, Nick looks like the Taliban took him. I'm in my late 40s. <laughs> I'm on chest day, I'm on chest day baby. I'm working out. <laughs> Get myself a little uh, in shape here. So, in shape. so if you just like mm-hmm. to listen to our soothing voices more so than looking at our ugly mug, I don't, I don't have a smoothing voice. You could check us out on your favorite podcasting site. We're available now on iHeartRadio as well. Ooh. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and our host site, Podbean. There's so many ways to interact with the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. In the meantime, you guys got anything intelligent to say before we get the heck out of here? I don't. I got to go pack. I'm going to Florida tomorrow, so I'm yeah, way man. behind Stay, the eight ball. <laughs> safe travels. Andy, anything from you? I'm just going to be starting to work on my next article after while winning some baseball league, so I'm moving All on. Right. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. At and Mimi, at AMAC22NJ, even though he won't put it on the uh, screen anymore and tell you. This guy's at JTrella20. Trevor, thanks for all you do. Hey, JT, thanks for your help today in uh, trying to help me out with something with the podcast. I appreciate it. Take us out of here, guys. Peace. See ya. See ya. In the morning, we're raining now. If 